0: everybody and welcome to another new edition of live from ponte yeah i'm alan and with me as always is my co-host mark 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 the confused this morning how you
1: doing mark well i'm fine i'm fine the soundboard got a little crazy there and i told him fine hey harvey why don't you knock it off with the you're playing all the fancy fingers on the buttons there he
0: he was so happy that some of the functions are working again he just couldn't help himself
1: holy cow yeah so uh so harvey's here this week that's good to know yeah he's here um I'm uh, I'm ready to go. I was ready to go yeah. until Harvey went all nutso on us. There played
0: the final countdown. Unexpectedly, played the final countdown. I like, yeah. I don't
1: know what that is. So I, I'm just I'm enjoying some of my delicious, delicious coffee from our our uh, new newly acquired vendor, Marbucks. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, still taste testing for them.
0: I I saw this morning though that there was a bottle of uh, sauce, caramel sauce in this one. I know. Yeah. Um, so is Giardelli sauces? Are they sponsoring us now? That right. would be pretty cool. That would make all the sauce talk worth it.
1: <laughs> well, that's strong, but yeah. yeah, it
0: would have made it better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it been, we probably would have gotten some notes from the sponsor that week.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah. still think there's a bit of a conflict between, you know, the vendor and the LFP roadway Headquarters HR department who doesn't like sauce talk. Yeah, sauce talk.
0: Yeah. Well, not as official. Yeah, as a, we had to rename that program. It's <laughs> Pawnee After Dark, what do we call it? That that actually ties into this week's episode pretty well, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't Which, think about it like that, yeah. but you're right. Yeah, this this week we're talking about season six, episode twelve, farmers farmers market. market. Yeah, and uh, how sexy chard can be. So uh, this mark this episode first aired back Get your in
1: June.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry, Chard related puns should be illegal during this episode because there are so many already in the episode.
1: Adjust my notes, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm. I'm, I'm just gonna. I just... will give you a few minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: We. Uh, this air episode first aired back on January twenty third, twenty fourteen. Yes. And uh, hey, Mark, I got a little like, something special this week.
1: Is it a chart related pun? It is not. Oh, what is it?
0: Uh, no, but in fact, it's better because this is Adam Scott's directorial debut.
2: Oh, I yeah. did know that.
0: There's one and only, he directed. In fact, he in his career so far. He has not directed a lot of television. Mm-hmm. I think only four things ever, and this was one of them. Wow! Yeah, I think, in fact, both of the of two of the four were both in 2014, and that's the last thing. So, either he didn't have a great experience, mm. um, which maybe later we'll play a little clip of him talking about his experience I in, think the that would be good. Yeah, in
3: the yeah, deleted scenes. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I I, I mark that for playing this week. We don't always play the deleted scenes, good, but good. that one's worth it. Yep. Um, he paired up with Joe Mandy, who is, of course, Morris Lurpus. Yes.
1: On screen. Uh, He's the guy who likes the technology. He
0: loves the technology. He's yep. the techno savvy Lurpus. Yes. Know that one. Yeah. And, uh, he, you can also see his writing work and producing work and hacks. One of my favorite shows. Uh, Parks, of course, he did, he wrote six episodes and I forgot to look to see which one this is, but I'm going to guess it's third of six and, uh, The Good Place and a couple other Mike Schur shows. Nice. So, uh, Good, good team of of, uh, of leadership this week. We'll see how they did with this episode. Yeah. Why don't you get us into our synopses? We'll get this thing
1: going. Oh, I'm gonna. All right. Well, I broke this sucker down into three stories.
0: There it goes. There it we is go. It's working now. Oh, thank yeah. goodness.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I have no theme. Here we go. Uh, a story. I got you covered this week. Well, I, I I I wrote this before you know your mandate at the beginning of the show. I, I yeah. said this was uncharted territory. That's the name of the state, which I totally stole from the <laughs> from the episode. But but if you're going to steal one, that's a pretty good one. It's a pretty good one. Yeah, it's it's one of the few uh, charred related puns that wasn't sexual in nature. So yeah. I I pounced on it. I, <laughs> no, just all right. I'm just all right. I'm just, I'm doing the thing.
0: You took a good thing and you made it bad. Yeah, Mark.
1: that's well, that's. My major name. All right. <clears throat> Uncharted territory. The A story. When a charred vendor named Nolan uses sexually suggestive tactics to sell his wares at the farmer's market, Leslie thinks it's unethical and wants it shut down. As new city manager, though, Ben has to put aside his personal opinions and isn't quite sure the vendor is violating any codes. When the issue starts getting discussed outside work hours, Ben suggests a firewall system Mm. that prevents uh, work-related talk at home and vice versa. The next day, Leslie presents Ben with a list of reasons why the charred vendor should be kicked out, but Ben thinks Leslie might just be targeting Nolan. Ben is also irritated that Leslie revoked Nolan's license without consulting him. Mm. He ends up undoing the premature revocation of the of the license. Keep sorry. it clean. I, Keep I, it I, clean. Sorry. All right. Go on. So he, he undoes the, the the revoke there, and he still needs more time to sift through the city codes and everything. And this kind of makes Leslie mad. Yeah. What will happen? Will Leslie adhere to the firewall system? No. Can Ben figure out That's a why? compromise between Leslie and Nolan? Does anyone really like charge shots? No. Uh, <laughs> stay tuned to find out, dot, dot, dot. Oh, you're
0: chock full of, uh, or you're charred full of uh, spoilers there this morning. Look so.
1: at you. Yeah.
0: So it just hit me when you mentioned, I forgot the guy's name was Nolan. Uh-huh. And of course, Christopher Nolan, the great master yeah. of Nolan, has right, Oppenheimer right. out, which has gotten some bad press around its sexuality. Mm, so yeah. That's not a coincidence. Huh. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Maybe it isn't. Well, hey, Mark, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I derailed this God. there, uh, but I have a way of doing that. My theme this week was. Original song titles, and of course, I, I've got some parenthetical, you know, like these songs would have failed. They changed the titles, much like we do with our AKAs uh-huh. that help NBC out, uh-huh. and then these songs were super successful after that.
1: Oh, okay. Right? So this is like first draft first of, of, of the perfect. songs. Yeah, song yeah, Song yeah. first
0: draft. Okay. All right. So, of course, the A story is inspired by the Beatles song, which was originally titled A Charred Day's Night.
1: Huh. That's fascinating. I didn't know that. That, that had to be Ringo. Ringo, Ringo sucked at titling stuff. He, he
0: was not good at it. Freaking yes.
1: Ringo. Yeah. All right. Who's your favorite Beatle? Uh, Ringo. <laughs> um. So my B story. Uh. I entitled. Um. Actually, I I, I saw your preview notes, oh, no. and this is the uh, first draft of yeah. the song title. Uh-huh. It's uh, the B story. Is my achy breaky everything. <laughs> That's pretty good. Later is corrected to heart because everything just doesn't roll off the tongue real well at the end, you know. Okay. Yeah. Anne, poor Anne, poor Ann Perkins. Anne is in constant agony with pregnancy aches and pains, and she begins to get really frustrated with Chris's constant efforts to cheer her up and solve her problems. She stumbles across a wine and cheese club <clears throat> spelled W H I N E hosted in Ron's office that consists of Ron, wearing headphones, Tom, Donna, and Jerry. Tom explains they gather in Ron's office once a month to vent, or whine, about what annoys them at work while enjoying fine wine and cheese. Anne sees this as the perfect place to vent about her problems, but as she does so, everyone sees the balance slowly start to tip as the club becomes less about them and more about her. How will this turn out? Can Chris find a way to be there for Anne without making her angry? Will Anne find solace in the wine and cheese club? How many times can someone say the word nipple in a conversation? Stick around, podcast viewers. All will be revealed, dot, dot, dot. Nice job. Thank you. Uh,
0: well, so we're both apparently on the theme of original song titles this week. Mine was the No Doubt song. Hey, Baby, which was, you know, uh, if you know that song at all. Yeah,
1: it's Hey, Baby.
0: It's Hey, Baby. But it was originally Hey, Baby, enough with the stretch marks.
1: <laughs> Couldn't fit on letterhead. Okay. that the, I like, I like that. Like That's the why theme. they made the change mark. Yeah, it never would have worked out. No, it would just been bad. It's just a mouthful. Yeah. All right. Um, my C story. Oh, I have no theme here. So uh, here, so you remember uh, back when you were a kid, you know, Our theme is no theme. No, the, <laughs> you don't make a choice. It's still a choice. That's right. It, you'd see the great, uh, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and you'd have the commercials and like they'd, sure. they'd advertise the really sweet uh, sugary cereals that you would eat says. when we were little yeah, kids. Yeah. And one of them was the the tricks. And then the, the kids, They're not would, just for kids, the, the kids with lamb-based yeah. uh the, the rabbit, rabbit, say yeah. silly rabbit tricks are for kids. That's right. So that's what I was kind of channeling here. I uh-huh. said, silly, Andy songs are for kids. It really <laughs> sucks now that I think about it. That's, that's what I did.
0: That's like explaining a joke.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> that didn't work either. All right. all right. C story. When Craig, I'm so glad that Craig's I back. I'm so glad Craig. When back. Craig overhears Andy playing his guitar at work, he invites him and the rest of Mouse Rat to play at his nephew's sixth birthday party. At first, Andy talks his bandmates into the gig, but after they learn it's for a children's party, they angrily walk out of rehearsal. Although he's not sure what songs to play, because most of Mouse Rat's songs are kind of, you know, chard sexual related, uh, related, you know. uh, Andy decides to play the party by himself, with April by his side. What will happen? What songs will Andy decide to play at the party? Can Andy come up with a performing name for just himself? Will the party be a success or will Craig end up losing it? You mean he hasn't already lost it? You don't even know! <laughs> <clears throat> Hang in there, true believers. Only time will tell dot dot dot. Uh, nice job, Mark. I uh-huh.
0: uh, love the homage to Craig. Oh, I was uh, so happy Craig was. Impacted. I was too. Yeah, that had an impact. I'll say that. Well, hey Mark, why don't we do our AKA and then we'll get into our breakdown. Uh, what'd you come up with this week?
1: Uh, I came up with uh, what I think is a very rare but well deserved uh, use of Jerry's uh, line. No, oh. uh, there was a Jerry certain, Larry
0: Gary Barry. Terry, yeah, that guy, Ted. the one
1: with all the names. There, yeah. Um, there's there's a point where Anne is very grumpy no. and she because she's all she's hurting and stuff, yeah. and she's she wants to get him, no. and and so she like. Goes up against a uh, the, the the glass uh, against Ron's office, yeah. and Jerry gasps and he points and goes, "Oh, monster in the window!" <laughs> it <laughs> just cracked me
0: up. How about you? Yeah. Um, I did like that scene. Um, m- mine was a- another kind of a weird one, um, and this one only works if you understand that she screams this in anger. <laughs> Leslie goes, "I'm super chill all the time." Which, you know, it, it it just it doesn't translate. But if you put it on a shirt, you'd have to put a little angry emo, emoticon on there with. It. Oh, yeah. Like little yes.
1: wavy lines yes. coming off her skull. Team. Those are anger yes, lines. Yes, anger lines. Yeah, yes. yeah. So good. Well, hey, Mark,
0: why don't we get into our breakdown for this episode? And we'll get this thing going.
1: All right. Well, we start off with the cold open. Very good place to start. And we're uh, we're at City Hall. And we're in Ben's office where we see Ben going over a a report of some sort that Leslie gave him. And Leslie is standing in front of him and she and Ben are kind of like mooning over each other and being all lovey-dovey. You know, you're so awesome, which would be fine, except that Ron is also standing there trying to be patient, begging for them to hurry things up and just stamp the form. Just stamp the damn form! So Ron eventually loses his his patience, in my opinion, justifiably so. Oh my god, yes. Grabs Ben's little bird-like wrist, which is still holding this stamp, presses it on the form, grumpily grabs the form, leaves Ben's office. I love
0: it. Yeah. And Leslie has the greatest line. This was almost one of my AKs. I think our love made him angry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's when Ben says, I think he broke my wrist. I'm, I'm not, not kidding. kidding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he grabbed it pretty hard there. Not a bad cold open. No, it's pretty good cold open. You, I, I think we chose not to play it for because there are better things to play today.
1: You think this is I would say this is plot relevant? It's plot relevant. Loosely. Loosely, yeah. It like introduces lastly. the plot. It does. But we just don't know what that's the plot fair. is. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. All right, all
0: right. Well, I think last week had kind of a similar, you know, it was a decent AKA. I think we played it last week and it was semi-plot relevant. Yeah. They, they seem to be in that theme right now. but Yeah, Mark, you would normally, you know, like it's kind of like PDA making you sick to your stomach. Yeah. Except they're not like even touching each other. just They're just like role-playing their love and... Like, I don't know. It was uh, they even practiced finishing each other's sentences.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Talk about overprepared Leslie. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Well, nice job there, Mark. Hey, well, we kick off the main episode from there with a combination of perky and pathetic. And there can be only
1: one or can there. All right. So, yeah, we cut to Anne's house where. Overly cheerful Chris is in effect. Yes, he is. All Chris wants to do is be happy and positive and thoughtful and do what he can for Anne. Anne, on the other hand, is another matter. She is grumpy and she aches everywhere. And when she got out of bed that morning, she tipped forward like a poorly made bowling pin (laughs) and she wants to vent. Um, and, and Anne kind of gives us a nice, I think, a talking head uh, at the end of the scene that sums things up yeah. well. As She says, Chris is so wonderful and thoughtful and positive. He's driving me up the wall.
0: <laughs> you know, and he he can't help himself. I think this is his nature and it's not he's not intending to be less than thoughtful about his approach.
1: Yeah, yeah. There, <laughs> he he uh, as far as he can tell, he's absolutely giving Anne his A game. Absolutely. Well, we'll see about that. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, Mark, I don't know about you, but I only like tiny dead trees covered in cheese sauce. But uh, even cheese sauce is not enough to sell some vegetables. You
1: need ranch, too.
2: (laughs) Clearly. Yeah.
1: Uh, So we we now cut to the Pawnee Farmer's Market where we see Leslie and Ben walking around enjoying the day. Hey, Harvey, play our first clip, please. Thank you, sir.
4: Opening this farmer's market was one of my greatest achievements as city councilor. It's good for the economy, it's good for families, and it's good for promoting a healthy lifestyle, which Pawnee desperately needs. Look at this tiny tree.
5: Can you eat this? Oh, this one's dead.
4: (laughs) Hey, Connie, cabbage, what's good today? Green cabbage is always a safe bet. Red cabbage is good. I mean, you can't
6: go wrong. That's the fun thing about cabbage. (laughs) One of the fun things. Oh. Oh,
2: Time to crack this market open, you ya!
6: What's that? Charred bodies. Get a charred on. (laughs)
2: Let's get charred in
6: here. What the hell is going on? Oh yeah, that's the new charred stand.
2: I suppose that's one way to sell vegetables. These people are half naked. We got Swiss chard, we got white chard, we got chard poppers. And for all you freaking vegans out there, we got chard shots, Yeah! Hmm, chard is so
4: bitter. <laughs> ben, do something.
6: What do you want me to do?
4: Well, you're the city manager. Kick them out. They're violating every single one of the farmer's market's rules of conduct.
6: By rules of conduct, do you mean that wooden sign you made that says, peas be kind to others? Yep. Yes,
4: and in case of fire, romaine calm, and you won't believe how nice all of our vendors are. I don't like vegetables, but I'm very good at vegetable puns.
6: OK, I admit this is a little iffy, a but little iffy. I can't do anything to light like, check the rules for city vendors.
4: Cabbage
6: common. Get
0: it! Connie!
1: No. No. Oh. no! Put those away. Oh dear. Don't debase yourself like that, Connie. <laughs> Look, I I understand that in this capitalistic world we oh, live yeah. in, sometimes mm-hmm. you have to fight fire with fire. Yeah. But... Connie.
0: Yeah. When Nana's out there, you know, stripping, that's not good. So, <sighs> Put those away. Yeah, put those away. Well, Mark, it turns out that Andy can write a song about anything, including needing to poo, apparently. So thankfully for Andy, this talent might actually start to pay off.
1: We can only hope. Yeah, we, we now cut back to the bullpen at City Hall, where we see Andy sitting at April's desk, playing the guitar and singing while April sits on his lap. Uh, well, wouldn't you know it, Alan? Craig, who is back, um, hears Andy playing, walks up to them and asks if Mouse Rat can play at his nephew's uh, sixth birthday party. Uh, Always the competent business manager, April negotiates a price, and they accept Craig's offer. I love it.
0: Yeah. Is Craig's nephew's name Sebastian? It is. Oh, my gosh. That's got to be a little nod of the hat to little Sebastian.
1: I I think it's got to be. It has Um, to be. And, you know, Andy and Mouse Rat wouldn't have this break. I, I, this this performing break, right. except that the clown had shingles, apparently. Yeah, So that's not going to work.
0: <laughs> that will not work nope, out. Nope. Andy's probably a better uh, replacement. We'll see, though.
1: Did you also notice, as April and Craig were negotiating the price, every number that they threw out, Andy assumed, was the number of thousands oh, of sure. dollars that he was going
2: 75, to get paid. $75,000? $300,000. 300,
0: <laughs> probably had to cover his mouth. Well, and then they landed on $150, yeah. which then Andy says, wow, uh, split four ways, $600. <clears throat> Boom. I'm not sure math is Andy's strong point.
1: No, no, it's not his friend. It is not.
0: Nope. I'm sure it's my friend either. <laughs> well, Mark, there are many tools available to the modern manager, but Ron has instead chosen the more classic path with over-the-ears headphones and uh, paired with a good scotch, of course. And uh, he has clearly forgotten everything he learned in katumps.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, contempt <laughs> is a is a distant distant it really uh, is, memory yeah. in the rearview mirror. Yeah. Yeah, you need a uh, you need over the ear headphones, you need scotch and maybe some Willie, Willie Nelson. Nelson, mm-hmm. Yes. So yeah, we now cut to Ron's office where we see Tom, Donna, Jerry and Ron and um so, something interesting is happening here. Hey Harvey, play the clip, buddy. Thanks.
4: I'll say it again. The men's room needs a separate dispenser for face wash. I can't wash my face with
5: hand soap. Look at these pores, they're gaping. Hey guys. Time out, let's take a brief recess. Can we help you, Anne? I was looking for Leslie, but now I'm curious why you guys are sitting around doing nothing and getting drunk at work. It's the Wine and Cheese Club, gorgeous. It's a monthly gathering where we all get together and vent about what annoys us at work.
2: Over fine wines and cheeses, of course. Larry, salami! (laughs) The Human Resources Department (laughs) requires that I be available once a month to discuss workplace disputes with my employees. The rules do not specify whether or not I'm allowed to listen to Willie Nelson on my headphones. (laughs) And Kyle parked his car in my spot again. Now that is the fourth time this month. Hello, Walt. Sorry, everybody.
1: How things go. I just want to
2: choke him until he passes out. (laughs)
5: Todd, this looks like fun. I want to try. Mm, There's rules to this, sweetie. It's Donna's turn next. I'll save my time to Ann. I have a feeling this is going to be good. Okay, well, I'm not going to talk for long because I have to pee again. Because I have to pee every six minutes because I have a beach ball in my stomach that's punching on my bladder. (laughs)
2: That sucks.
5: I know. (laughs) And I'm never not hungry.
2: Well, we'll have some cheese. I
5: can't have cheese, Larry. And I can't have wine, either. I can't have anything good. You know what I can have is liquefied flaxseed, But I don't want that. You know what I want? Pork rinds. I want jelly beans. And I want a huge trash bag filled with mashed potatoes. I want to be Pac-Man. And instead of dots, I want them to be cinnamon (laughs) buns. I want to be a giant head and a mouth. And I just want to eat rows and rows of junk food pellets. And where's my trash bag of potatoes? (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm... <laughs> <Yikes>. <laughs> I think their time was up earlier. Tom was just afraid to say it.
1: Yeah. You don't want to, you, know, you don't want to jump in front of the speeding locomotives. Dear God. No, that, that would be bad. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, there's some pent up, uh, uh, emotions going on there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, for some folks, they can leave work at work and keep home all about home but this might be a struggle for Ben in his new role. But I think it might be even worse for Leslie, you know, because she's, well, Leslie.
1: Because yeah, yeah, she is yeah. Leslie. Um, the lines get kind of blurred for they her, do. I think.
0: I have trouble with that.
1: Um, yes, you do. Yeah. See, we now cut to Leslie and Ben's house where Harrison Ford movie night is just about to start when Leslie brings up Nolan, the charred guy from the farmer's market. And Ben tries to stand firm, you know, finally suggesting, look, let's implement a firewall system Mm. so we can keep home life and work life separate and only talk about work stuff at City Hall, etc. While not real... Please, Leslie grudgingly admits, and I guess it's smart and practical and agrees to stop for the moment. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then Ben says, all right, Crystal Skull it is. And Mark, I got to tell you, this is where we having deleted scenes could be helpful because I was so upset by that choice. Yeah. I did not understand it until I watched the deleted scene, which revealed that they were going to watch it ironically again and punk on it, which that made sense to me
1: right yeah right yeah there, there are a couple things here that i didn't exactly understand the yeah. deleted scenes made it a little bit more clear they, they did
0: yeah yeah so not a great scene to put in but it did provide some clarity right well mark the next morning leslie and ben arrive at work and once she's inside the firewall leslie lets it rip
1: yep So, yeah, the next morning we cut to Ben driving himself and Leslie to work. And no sooner does Ben park and turn off the car when Leslie ambushes him with a new farmer's market rule book that she apparently created last night points out the legal precedent they can use to revoke Nolan's license. Well, she
0: wants to shut down those vegetable smut peddlers. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: That's (laughs) porn on the cob. Um, She shows Ben some candy that she also made, tells Mm. him he can have that candy once he's freaking revoked Nolan's license, gets out of the car, walks away, leaving Ben, I think, mildly stunned.
0: Well, at first he's a bit amused because she's like, you know, you can have this candy when you do what I want. Good day, colleague. And he's got that kind of playful smile response because I don't think he really sees how serious she is yet. Right. And we're about to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of made the, uh, the, what, the firewall, they called it. Yeah. Akin to, uh, you know, De Niro and meet the parents. He's got the circle of trust. Right. This is the opposite of that, basically. You're only trusted if you're in the circle. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, across town at Ann's house, Chris is somehow even more positive and has a solution for every problem.
1: So, yeah, we, we cut back to Anne's house where, unfortunately, we see kind of, um, I guess, a repeat uh, show of the last time we were Pretty here. Much. So Chris asks Anne how she's doing and gives him a diatribe about how much and in how many ways her life sucks right now. Chris tries his best to stay optimistic and tries to help by finding potential solutions to all her issues. But Anne is not mollified at all and, in fact, may be more angry at Chris now than she was before he's coming at this like a Vulcan yeah 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 and we then cut to Ron's office at City Hall where Ann has hustled Ron Tom Donna and Jerry together tells Ron to put on his headphones tells the rest of them to sit down to not respond to anything she says and starts into it starts blurting out everything making her mad
0: I love that Chris because she does kind of tell Chris you know like he can tell she's a little annoyed, especially when he uses the word nipple like 30 <laughs> times in a row, <laughs> including her, her kit, a very thoughtful kit. From it's Kirsten's. from Constance, the nipple people, <laughs> the nipple people. And she's like screams at him about stopping using the word nipple. And then he instead then calls them boob hats. Yeah. Which was terrific.
1: Yeah. You yeah. can see uh, pause, database, access uh, synonyms. Yeah. Boob hats. Boob
0: hats. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best I can come up with. Well, Mark, some bands are great for entertainment at children's parties, and some bands are named Mouse Rat. Yup. Uh, but the set list may not be the only issue to discuss
1: here. We now cut to April and Andy's house, a.k.a. Ben's old house, a.k.a. the residence formerly known as Burley's, a.k.a. Tref Cab. Mouse Rat is rehearsing their song, Sex is Cool naturally apparently planning to play it for their gig um april chimes in when the song ends that they should probably not play that song or any of their sex themed songs on a counter it's a kid's party so they
0: can't play drunk off our asses nope and finish with it and they can't play sex in space because that's like a 20 minute song
1: nope sex hair sex is cool all out all out at this the rest of mouse rat becomes rather angry apparently andy did not tell them that the gig was for a kid's birthday party and they end up storming out
0: he did say apparently however that dave grohl might be there you don't know he's awesome he could be anywhere (laughs) you never know what that guy's gonna do yeah he's unpredictable Well, speaking of making up things as you go, I would normally say Leslie's taking a page out of Andy's book, but we know that Leslie invented that farmer's market book, son.
1: (laughs) Yeah, son. Um, So we now now get to City Hall where uh, Ben is sitting in his office and we see Leslie walk in and Harvey, play the clip, dude. Hey, did you get a
6: chance
4: to sign off on that booklet I gave you?
6: Well, I read it but it seems like your farmer's market rules may be specifically targeting charred bodies.
4: What? How?
6: No visible cleavage, no strobe lights, no charred-related innuendo.
4: Those apply to all vendors. Either way, it's too late. The train has left the station.
6: Okay, what train from which station? You're revoking my license. Oh boy.
4: Yes, Nolan. Under the auspices of the Office of City Manager, et cetera, et cetera, it's not important. You are in violation of many rules, and therefore you cannot sell your goods anymore at the Pawnee Farmers Market. Ben, back me up on this without hesitation.
6: Nolan, can I have a second to speak with my with Ms. Nope for a second? Look, chart is disgusting.
0: You try selling it without sexy dancers, this is impossible. It's like, hey, you like lettuce? Try this, it's worse. It tastes like kale took a dump on spinach.
4: I like to think of it as celery with B.O. But if it's so gross, you should just sell something else.
0: I inherited this farm from my dad, it's all I have. Plus, the other vendors want me there, I'm good for business.
6: We're not revoking your license, for now. I am sorry you had to come in. Judas! I don't appreciate being ambushed, Leslie. Mm -hmm. It's just go home.
4: No, I know what you're trying to do. If we go home, the firewall is up and then you don't have to deal with me anymore. Instead, fellow employee, I will meet you in the basement conference room at 6 p.m. and we will solve this chart issue once and for all. Don't forget your approval pen.
6: What? There's no such
0: thing.
4: Yes, there is. I made it for you last night. Leslie's right. Oh my
6: God.
1: Yep.
0: Leslie, uh, at her best or worst, depending how you look at it.
1: I have nothing to say. I'm gonna save it all till the end. Fair enough.
0: Well, back in Ron's office, Anne is still unloading, but Donna and Tom decide that enough is enough. Ron is pretty much invested about at the same level as always. About the same level. (laughs) He's
1: still listening to to Willie Nelson. Um, So still at City Hall, we now cut to, as you mentioned, Ron's office, where we see another episode of Wine and Cheese Club already in progress. Hey, Harvey, quit your whining and play the clip, huh? (laughs) I see what you did there. Yes, please.
5: Ugh, and in Lamaze class? Wait till I tell you about that Ponzi scheme. <sighs> oh, okay, Donna, what the hell? You know I can't be around smoke or fatty tuna? Run! Don- At first, this was funny, but it's gotten out of hand.
4: This was our chance to vent about work, and you've taken it over.
3: Yeah, it's sushi and cigar club now. <laughs>
5: wow, okay, I see how it is. I feel bad.
2: I don't, this is a Cuban, this is Yellowtail. I feel amazing. <laughs> Whoa, monster in the window. <laughs>
5: You know what my biggest complaint is? I have a million things I need to complain about, and I can't take them home, because Chris is the most considerate person in the world, and he just wants to help me, and then I feel bad about that, and then I get annoyed that he wants to help me, and I feel even worse about that. I thought you guys would be cool with me complaining, since all you do is sit here and complain without judgment or guilt, but you know what? I guess I was wrong, and you know what? I would yell some more, but I think I just peed my pants a little bit.
2: What's happening now? Is the nurse upset? I don't care. (laughs)
1: Uh, ron's at his best in this episode that's a lol mark that's a
0: laugh out loud yeah yeah Yeah. well it's finally time to put the gloves on and take one last turn at convincing ben to come to the charred side Uh, uh, uh. but alas he has sent his second and the duel must now be canceled
1: right (laughs) I don't know what's happening here. <laughs> it's so it's it's the same day. It's now a little bit later. It's six o'clock in the, it's, in the basement it's 6 conference PM room. And which they're doggone we, it. Leslie we, scheduled. We've um, never been here. I, this is. Yeah, I, I don't know. We've never seen this conference oh. room. I um, know we've seen the fourth floor. We've yeah. never gone down a level. That feels right. Yeah. So it's a little bit later in the day. We see Leslie entering the basement conference room expecting to see Ben and expecting to resolve the whole farmer's market thing. After all, Alan, it's a good day to die charred. <laughs> my God. I wrote I wrote in my notes, pause for laughter. Uh, I should just go on. You um, should move on. However, <clears throat> instead of Leslie seeing Ben, she sees Jerry. Oh. Apparently, Ben gave Jerry a note to read to Leslie that goes like this. Dear honey. Oh, sweet. Uh, Sorry, but I think we just need to take a break from this work issue. Please don't grind your teeth too hard when you hear this. I will see you in the car. I love you. At this point, Alan, Leslie issues forth a primal scream so loud and (laughs) so scary that Jerry spits out and nearly chokes on his sandwich.
0: Well, and the, the scary thing would be this week, he doesn't have an extra saltine to like, you know, shove Push that down. Push it through. That yep. through. That's yep. right. I guess I yeah. was wrong. Yeah. Well, Larry is clearly choked up over this and is it's now time to take the action back outside and Leslie is in predator mode when she encounters Ben outside. Mark, let's, let's just play this scene out.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Do it.
4: What the hell are you doing out here?
6: Sorry, babe. I am off City Hall property. You have to stop. Firewall mm.
4: wrong all roads and bridges fall under the purview of the Pawnee Department of Transportation Which is located on the fourth floor of City Hall firewall down stay frosty Wyatt. We're just getting started
5: Okay,
6: well that's interesting. You know why why because he
2: runs off chasing Ha
6: ha bank private property firewall restored
4: Ha 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 The concrete that you're standing on was poured by a municipal construction crew.
6: Private fountain, private
4: property, I'm safe. Guess where the water comes from? The Pawnee Reservoir. Oh
1: my God. Oh, they're both in the fountain.
4: You can't escape City Hall, fool. Let's dance.
1: Wow. Well, they're they're both in the fountain and uh, Leslie's insane. Well, she got to she is insane. say I will admit that that scene was kind of funny it's funny
0: and it's it, you got to give her credit she has thought of everything <laughs> yes she has she really has well back over at ann's house it's time for operation cci that's a clue cr- chris n by mm. the way and uh, the mission is critical for the sanity of the team not to mention the survival of the wine and cheese club
1: yeah I mean, sushi and cigars, OK, but yeah. I think they want to have the original. Life. Agreed. So yeah, it's now clearly very uh, it's late at night. It's dark out. And and while Leslie and Ben, as we just uh, witnessed, were standing in a fountain staring at each other, we now cut over to Anne's house where we see Ron, Tom and Donna walking up the sidewalk towards the front door just as Chris comes outside to do some night jogging. It should be noted, by the way, Alan Ron is still wearing headphones yes. <laughs> um, in short. Tom and Donna tell Chris, you need to tend to your woman. When Chris inquires further, like, what what does that mean? They make the point that because he's busy trying to solve her problems, he never just lets her vent. And as Tom puts it, if Anne needs Tylenol, she can get that herself. But what she needs from you is to just look her in the eyes, nod your head and say those two magical words. That sucks. I love that.
0: Yeah. I also love Ron. I mean, even though he's got the headphones, (laughs) he does chime in. You've fallen into a classical trap, Christopher,
1: trying to fix a woman's problems instead of just listening to what they are. (laughs) And he said, why are you yelling? Tom, put all my records into this rectangle. It's an excellent rectangle, it turns out. (laughs) At the end, my favorite. And Ron's even like chuckling a little bit. The songs just play one right after the other. This is an excellent rectangle. (laughs) He's so savvy. He he loves his rectangle.
0: (laughs) Well, the showdown in the fountain. Wasn't that a famous Ali fight too, actually? Anyway, the bickering (laughs) must come to an end before someone
1: loses a toe to hypothermia. We cut back to the classic fountain standoff between Leslie and Ben. When Leslie finally asks Ben, why don't you support me on this? Ben tells her, look, as a person, I do. I do agree with you. But as city manager. Firewall up. I'm not 100% sure you have case and you don't seem to be listening to my side. Which, by the way, Alan, I think we've seen that several times in the last
0: we have, but I, I love the way he describes it. He says, basically when we disagree, you're so passionate. He feels like he's arguing with the
1: son. Yeah. Like she's that intense. Yeah, yeah. 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 This is where I got my AKA. <laughs> <laughs> so Ben goes on to say, yeah, that was a good yeah. one. Ben goes on to say, look, let's admit it. We're in a weird position. Our professional status keeps changing with each other. And now I'm your boss. Forget. Look, forget it's the uncharted firewall Uncharted territory. Stop it. Forget the firewalls. up That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Forget the firewall stuff. Let's just be respectful, communicate, and we're going to find the right balance. So Leslie agrees and apologizes as well she should. I believe.
0: I think she's the one with the most to apologize for, for sure. Oh, yeah. I think Ben could have gotten to that summary about where he's at a little sooner but not really fault i don't know i think i would argue he he took the right journey there fair enough yeah well over at craig's house it's time to impress erica you know and uh, andy is still riffing on the sidelines and uh, he doesn't even his guitar for that
1: oh erica um we uh she rules the first grade she really does (laughs) So we now cut to the house of Craig Middlebrooks, where we see a kid's birthday party running rampant. And Andy seems a little bit nervous. Harvey,
2: play the clip. No, don't do that. I don't like this game. I don't know what the rules are. (laughs) Okay, babe, here's what I did. Tell me if this is appropriate for a kid's song. I changed the lyrics in sex hair you got sex bears, you got them from me, kids, sex bears, big ol' sex bears. Andy, the word hair was not the problem with sex hair. The word sex? Oh, crap. What the hell am I supposed to sing? It's time, Andrew. These kids are tearing my house apart, and I need you to calm them with the power of song. Oh, gosh, here's the thing. I can't do it. I got laryngitis. You will not bail on me, Andrew Dwyer. You will perform. My nephew is something of an outcast in his school, and I got Erica Sorvain to come, which is a huge get. She rules the first grade, and this party will <laughs> determine his social status for the next hundred years. So you better get out there, or I am going to lose it. Have you not lost it? <laughs> you don't even know. I'm freaking out. Listen to me.
5: You make up songs all the time Look. off the top of your head. You do. You can do this. And
2: afterwards, we can have cake. I already had cake. A no big Andy. corner missing. Okay, focus up, you little monsters! Not you, Erica. You're an angel, and we're thrilled you're here. <laughs> now, is everyone ready to hear the best music you've ever heard in your miserable little lives? Okay, then, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. What even do you call yourself? <laughs> yeah, I oh, it's too light! Please welcome Johnny Karate and his magical guitar stick! Yeah, yeah. It feels super good. It's super fun. I wanna do it all the time. Pick your nose. Cause boogers are gross. Clean out your snout. <laughs> you can pick your nose with your smelly toes. She's doing it! You're picking your nose and you put on your bread! I I started that, great! Everybody pees the bed, just something that we do. I, for instance, peed the bed until I was 32. Don't play with matches, they're really not safe. Your parents keep them in a drawer with twist ties and batteries. My name is Bert Macklin. Yay. I investigate stinky feet for the FBI. Stinky feet patrol. Stinky feet patrol. Stinky feet patrol. Stinky feet patrol. Feet patrol. Ah! Ah! This is so fun. I cannot believe this only cost me 150 bucks.
0: <laughs> Oops. Oh he still doesn't get the math. Nope. No. Yeah. He did pretty Good.
1: he did really good
0: you know what I did not remember I did not remember that Craig made up Johnny Karate yeah that like the birth of like, a legend yes, right there it was per- it was perfect but Yep. I did not remember he invented that on the fly
1: I also didn't remember that uh, in Johnny Karate's uh debut yep. uh performance that Burt Macklin was a guest oh, yeah. star yeah that was terrific yeah is everything
0: Andy knows to do at this point yep well back at Ann's house on day three Chris has one more opportunity to prove that he can learn from his
1: mistakes. That's right. We now cut back to Anne's house, and at first, it looks like maybe we're going to have a repeat of what we've seen before, as Chris once again asks Ann how her day was, and Anne once again complains and waits for Chris to respond. However, instead of trying to solve her problems, Chris simply says, that sucks. As Tom and Donna and Ron, uh, suggested this approach works much better than just trying to fix things. And Anne uh, radiates with gratitude as she and Chris cuddle on the couch.
0: It was a sweet moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, back at Craig's, the gig may be over, but we might just be witness to the birth of a new minor celebrity.
1: Yep. We we cut back to Craig's house, where at first we see Craig complimenting Andy on his performance in typical Craig fashion. <laughs> You're overflowing with talent, and I admire you. <laughs> Good lord! But then a woman walks up to Andy, Mister Karate. Mister uh, Karate, she calls him. Uh, she walks up to Mister Karate and asks if he can sing at her son's birthday party next weekend. Mm-hmm. Andy's manager. April, April Karate yeah. uh, steps in, uh, negotiates a price and makes a deal. And she then turns to Andy and tells him that was amazing. I kind of think you could make a career out of this. And Andy seems hesitant. He's trying to reconcile the whole a rock star thing with being a, a, a kid's performer. But April makes the good point. You just had fun in there and made $150. Who cares about what you're supposed to be? Can't argue with that.
0: That's true. Yeah. That, plus this is the sexiest she's uh, ever seen him when he sings to kids. <laughs>
1: weird. That's a little weird. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, Mark, finally in the kicker, we jump back to the farmer's market where we get to see an example of compromise in action.
1: That's right. For our kicker, as you said, back to the farmer's market we go and we see uh, Leslie apologize to Nolan for overreacting. Hmm. Good. Good. Nolan accepts her apology and from the sound of things Leslie Ben and Nolan have come to an arrangement and we see what arrangement that is when Leslie announces to the crowd all right everybody it's now 5 p.m. which means the farmers market is closed and then and then Nolan announces over the PA and farmers market after dark is open for business and then we hear you know the dance music and we see the scantily clad dancers just like before they take a shot of chard, nearly throw up, fade to black.
0: She, she said, Leslie's last line about the taste of the chard, she says, or Ben says, oh my God, this was a terrible idea. And mm. she says, yeah, it's like a tree barfed in my mouth.
1: Ugh, <laughs> yuck. I love it. Fade to black. Fade to black.
0: Well, nice job on the breakdown, Mark. Let's take a quick break, get our notes together.
1: We'll do the second part when we get back in the second part. That makes sense, right? It's never made more sense than just now.
0: We'll do the thing when it's time to do the thing. Please. All right. We'll be right back.
3: Are you a lover of music? Do you own numerous vinyl records, vintage or otherwise? Are you irritated at the growing difficulty of finding a functioning turntable? If you answered yes to any of these questions, please stay tuned for some potentially life-changing information. Hello. This is Ron Swanson. I am here to tell you all about my wonderful experience with a piece of technology introduced to me by my employee, Tom Haverford. I know what you are thinking, and believe me when I tell you that no one was more surprised than me at this strange turn of events given our, let's just say, different interests. It all started with a new social gathering at work called Wine and Cheese, where the employees discuss workplace disputes with me and each other. HR dictates I must be available once a month for such interactions, but no rule prevents me from listening to Willie Nelson on my classic over-the-ear studio headphones while they are doing it.
6: Hello, all. Hello. Hello.
3: Willie and I can't hear a word of what they're saying, and that is fine by me. However, a man sometimes needs to not listen to others while on the move. And with my vast vinyl collection, I was originally only able to do this within the reach of my headphones cable. That was when Tom introduced me to a nifty little product from Apple, which I can only assume started as a fruit company. Apparently this device is called an iPod. This iPod is a small flat rectangle and seemingly has nothing to do with fruit. Through some wizardry, Tom was able to put all my vinyl records into this rectangle. Now I cannot listen to people anywhere I go. It's amazing, the songs just play one right after the other. This is truly an excellent rectangle. In conclusion... I strongly suggest you navigate to the Apple and buy a rectangle, or I mean an iPod of your own. When you visit the Apple, tell them Ron sent you, and receive 10% off of their seasonal fall offering, a new noisemaker for Halloween called an iScream. Thank you. That is all.
0: All right, everybody, we're back. Yeah, That's the way you do that. Yeah. Not not the other way. Yep. So anyway, uh, Mark, let's talk about deleted scenes really quick. We had seven minutes worth. Yeah. We're going to play them all. No, I mean, we're not going to play them all. We're going to play a chunk, though. But, you know, I'd say generally we already talked about one. That was the whole Crystal Skull reference. Yeah. They're watching it ironically so they can make jokes about it.
1: Right. Although what's
0: extra funny about that clip is Leslie still doesn't get Ben's nerdy humor. Like, I don't think they shared that part. of Well, he,
1: he talks about how you, you can't survive a nuclear blast by oh. crawling into a fridge unless right. it's made out of adamantium. Isn't that funny? Oh, it's not funny. You need me to explain that? Yeah. Wolverine <laughs> is the, it has his bones <laughs> coated with adamantium. And it's really the only known substance in the universe well, that can sure. withstand a nuclear blast. She's like, yeah, yeah, I guess it's a thinker because you got to yeah. think about why that, What's that got to do with anything. Yeah, she, funny. she doesn't just, get it. It's yeah. more of a how you doing there.
0: It really, everything else is pretty much an Andy outtake or a little special thing we'll play for you here in a second. But there were two Andy outtakes. The first one was about him, like, you know, song about Yeah. hearts, yeah. which is pretty good. It's a cute song.
1: Yeah, it is. And, it and is. his
0: interaction with the kids are genuinely cute in that video.
1: They really, really are. Chris I, I think Pratt's that's very a, talented. He's very
0: talented. That's one to watch. I think one to listen to, however, is the one we're going to do here for a second, teed up by a, a special clip.
1: I, I, I agree with you. I think the way that I would summarize my opinion of the deleted scenes is this is one of the rare instances where I genuinely really, really enjoyed the deleted scenes. Yeah. But at the same time,
3: while, cut for time. while,
1: while very funny to watch, yeah. I don't know that I would be in favor of them including these in yeah. a super producers cut, mm-hmm. but they're great to watch as an extra.
0: I I'd say I absolutely agree with that. And I'd say if they could have taken like found 10 or 15 seconds somewhere, I would have put a little bit of the toot song in and in his interaction with the kids. Yeah. Cause I think before he goes crazy or at the end, it just, it's a nice moment.
1: It is. And I
0: think it would have added just a little flavor to that.
1: Cause you, you can tell he's like responding to the way yes. that they respond to him. So it's very dynamic. I it's think very it would set up
0: why he's going to be so good as Johnny karate. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, enough about that. Yep. Um, Adam Scott directed this episode. And uh, let's see what he has to say about that. Okay.
6: Hi everybody, I'm Adam Scott. I play Ben Wyatt on the show Parks and Recreation. Now, as you can tell by this chair I'm sitting in, I just finished directing my first episode. You know, my experience directing was a positive one. It was a a wonderful experience to (laughs) jump behind the camera and uh, be able to caucus with the actors and, and really kind of dig in with them. I like to think of the whole picture. I like to think, you know, I I think of cameras as um, truth recorders, okay? (laughs) We're just roaming around capturing uh, truthful moments. You have to think about composition. You have to think, you have to throw everything in there. Um, And the composition of the frame itself has to be truthful. Yeah, we just need you to
2: introduce the clip. Sure. Here's
6: a clip of Chris Pratt playing guitar. (laughs) (laughs)
2: This is the story of sudden death starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. An awesome movie about karate and hockey starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. Picture this, it's game 7, the Stanley Cup finals. The Pittsburgh Penguins versus Chicago Blackhawks. Jean-Claude Van Damme's playing a lowly fire marshal who's there enjoying the game with his family. The vice presidents there, also a group of terrorists and they rigged the Pittsburgh Civic Arena with bombs? Oh no! This is a story of sudden death start. John-Claude Van Damme. An awesome movie about karate and fighting. John-Claude Van Damme. Here's Jean-Claude Van Damme, the first terrorist he meets is a chick. She's dressed up in a penguin's uniform. <laughs> he meets her in the kitchen. Big fight sequence. He kicks her into the dishwasher where she drowns and dies in his choke. You better tell oh security. Turns out the security guard, also a terrorist. So Jean-Claude Van Damme stabs him in the neck. This is a story of sudden death. Start. Jean-Claude Van Damme. A pretty awesome movie about terrorists and hockey. John Claude Van Damme. Oh no, so not John Claude Van Damme's running around disabling bombs, and the hockey game is still going on. So he goes and talks to the head of the secret service. Turns out he's one of the terrorists. So John Claude Van Damme kills him. Then he mistakenly puts on a penguin's uniform, and they think that he's the goalie. They push him out into the game where he has to play. Two seconds left. One second left. He blocks the shot, sending the game into sudden death. Here's the story of sudden death starting John-Claude Van Damme. An awesome movie about terrorism in hockey. John Claude Van Damme. Then a terrorist falls to the scoreboard, landing on the ice, freaking everybody out. John-Claude Van Damme climbs up to the VIP suite, where the vice president is still there with his kids. He has a big fight sequence. He kills some of the terrorists. Main terrorist takes his daughter up onto the roof and tries to get her into a helicopter. And that's when John Claude Van Damme kills the pilot, takes his daughter, saves her, kills the terrorist, and the helicopter goes crashing down in through the stadium and lands on the ice. This was a story of sudden death with John Claude Van Damme. A topical story about patriotism, terrorism, and hockey with John. (laughs) <laughs> might be, might be for, maybe for some of the older kids. It's an awesome movie. It's I didn't make it up. It's loosely based on a true story, but it's also based on a movie.
0: Wow, Mark, I'm going to be fully honest with you. I had to go look up sudden death after that. Like, I didn't believe it.
1: It's got John Claude Van Damme in it.
0: It has John Claude Van Dam, and he pretty much sang the plot. Yeah, like that's not a joke. No, no, not at all. That is the worst movie ever. Actually, it's 5.2 on IMDb and I'm going to watch it now.
1: Out of 5? Yeah, uh, out of 10. Oh, that's not great. It's not great. It's not great. But yeah, that is a great plot summary. You know, he's he's done that before.
0: I know. But uh, have any of those ever been in the canon episode? Have yes. viewers seen those? Yes. Uh, okay.
1: So, you remember when Leslie was running for city council?
0: Yeah. And
1: and uh they were having a viewing party at April and Andy's house and, mm. and uh, the cable went out and Andy had to, to, uh, yep. entertain yes. all the donators and everybody. Totally there. Totally forgot that. Really is the first blood. I think
0: that that was Rambo first blood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Part one.
1: And they're like captivated. They're like, cause at first you think they're watching him and they think you, dude, you're stupid. And then yeah. they're like, what, then what happened? Then like, what he's, happened. he's good. He was really good. And yeah. that was
0: without a guitar. That was without. Oh, my gosh. You're right. Yeah. Well, I think this, we played that clip in part because it really does feature his natural ability on a guitar. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty good. Yes. I mean, it's a lot of chords, but at the same time, there's also some real bridge work in there. And uh, I don't know. I didn't know he could play that well. I was impressed by it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very impressive. That plus, once he, ha- once, once ice. Okay. Ice hockey. <laughs> uh-huh. Terrorism. Yeah. Patriotism. Penguins. Penguins and Jean-Claude Van Damme. I mean, what else? That's the formula, Mark. Immortality. <laughs> that's all that's missing. <laughs> and that movie will live forever. Yep. Good or bad. Hey, Mark. Let's talk about tropes first and fun facts. What'd you get this week?
1: I had uh, two firsts. Okay. I said that this is the this is the first one's a gimme. It's the first time that we're introduced to Andy Dwyer's alter ego of Johnny Karate. Good one. And I also said it's the first time that we've seen Craig Middlebrook's house. Oh, that's true. How about you? Um, I feel like I had another first, and
0: I just realized I didn't write it down. So, mm. good job, Mark. Is that a first? That, that
1: no, mm. <laughs>
0: that I forgot to do something. It's a trope, absolutely that's not. A trope. That's a trope. Speaking of tropes,
1: right. uh, I had a few. How about you? Yeah, I, I had a, a few. Um, uh, had punching bag Jerry. I missed um, that one. Uh, cause, uh, oh. you know, cause, Ann yells at Ann him and really, like, you know, I can't have cheese, Larry. And on that, you know, Jerry, Gary, Larry, Lenny, that trope. Cause yeah. I was after to so i say yeah. that I had to mention, even though it was extremely minor, cause it was just in like a little snippet of something Jerry said as Ron was listening to his headphones, yeah. punching bag, Kyle. Oh, I got Kyle. Yeah. 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 I love punching bag. Kyle. I miss Kyle. I do too. Um, fun with names. Yeah. Um, Several mugs to the camera. I know we had Leslie. We had uh, April. A- April's is my favorite. Yeah. When, uh, can you believe he's saying this? Yeah. Sex bears?
0: Le- sex bears. Yeah, yes.
1: yeah. Um, over-prepared Leslie. We talked about um, that earlier. Done and done, yeah. Um, I said, I don't know if we, we've had a variation on this. I forget what we called it, but I said Leslie's a steamroller. Mm, that's a good one. I I missed that one. Um, had a few from Chris. Chris says, Chris says, literally. Chris yeah. says, and Perkins. Yeah. Overly cheerful Chris. Yeah, those are good. Um, obviously a big, big, big dose of sweet, stupid Andy. Yeah. Um, God. I said Andy's alter egos because we got both Johnny Karate and Burt Macklin FBI. Oh
0: my gosh, he's like the holy trinity.
1: I know. <laughs> um, I have Ron Doesn't Get Technology. I got that. I had Ron fears technology, slight okay. no, I'll, yep. buy, I'll buy yep. that. And I'll also say it because you know, is the nurse upset? Ron doesn't know names.
0: I also got Ron doesn't care for the same scene. Very yes. nice.
1: Very nice. That's the end of my tropes. What did I miss?
0: Pawnee is unhealthy.
1: Very good. Yeah. That's a great one.
0: Uh, I had puns away. It was uh, bombs away because they went crazy with puns. And they've done that before. Right. They, you know, charred puns this time. Right. Um, let's see. Oh, I got LCL. Leslie can't, in other words, doesn't want to lose. Right. So she, she like, it's a, it's a variant of, I think crazy manic overprepared but it's like it's like she can't be outdone like she well at like a certain the point last she, word. she
1: becomes so stubborn that at almost any cost even if it's a detriment to her and those around yep. her she won't lose yeah speaking of bombs yes yeah she's like a little late. i realized that the, the i forgot one leslie that? hates vegetables oh that's she sick. freaking ran Sue's salad out of town for crying yeah. out loud that's true. She is good at vegetable puns. I, I had Pawnee is unhealthy. Did I say that one? Yes. Okay. That's so, what made me think of yeah, that. Yep. 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 So,
0: yeah. The uh, the the broccoli and the cauliflower thing just still cracks me up to this day. Right. How about goofs? I I did not clock any. I saw that there was you know an unofficial one online that eh, about permits, I, but who cares?
1: I didn't get any. Yeah. Any fun facts, Mark? I only came up with one that's debatable. I just thought it was interesting. So, you know, it wasn't very long ago, Alan, that you and I were talking about how, like, where's Craig? And we, we, oh, yeah. we wish, we hope that he will come back. And sure. he did come back in this episode. So I looked back just to remind myself of, you know, his, his appearances in Parks and Rec thus far. Yeah. And he's, this is his third episode that he's appeared in. And it seems as though the pattern so far has been he's guest starred in every fourth episode. So he was introduced in season six, episode four, Doppelgangers. He came back briefly during season six, episode eight, Fluoride, mm-hmm. and is now back in this episode, season six, episode 12, Farmer's Market. Very interesting. I mean, it's, it's just a throwaway; it doesn't matter. But it doesn't I just, matter. I, it, it's fun. It was interesting that the numbers fun, were that fun with math. Yeah,
0: instead of fun with names. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the only fun fact I had, I guess, is in it was someone called it online, but they're they're absolutely right, and I think it's worth mentioning because it features our boy uh, Adam Scott. Um, You know, he's in Severance, which is on Apple TV. Mm. I don't know if you're watching that show, but my family's hooked on it. We love it. No, I don't have the Apple TV. You need to get the Apple TV. Mm. If if for no other reason, actually quite a few shows, as a matter of fact, but Severance is among the best for sure. But in Severance, he basically it's all about people. And this is not much of a plot giveaway because you get this in the first three minutes. Um, Severance is the process where you basically get your work life and your home life literally separated in a physical way because
1: you because you you are made to have separate personal identities that's correct
0: they basically create a physical barrier in your brain because it's not just a chemical thing it's not hypnosis it's like a literal implanted device that makes you forget work when you come home yeah and it sounds good on paper and it's relevant to this episode of course Mm. but uh not so great in real life, it turns out. Oh, at least in severance, the way they play it out. Oh,
1: technology! When, worth, when are we going to learn? I know
0: we'll never learn. Technology
1: will kill us. It all. does sound very interesting, though. I do wish I had Apple TV. It's it's a good show.
0: Yeah, I, you could probably find it out there on the the, what, the pirate things they used to do. They still do those.
1: I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know either. You mean like on wooden ships, My like lawyer, with cannons? Sir, I can't
0: speak about this?
1: No, no. Uh, do they have the, Do they have Apple TV? Because I'll I'll go to on the wooden ships if they have Apple TV. <laughs> They do, Mark.
0: They, it, it's called the R network.
1: Oh, excellent. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Yeah, so, R- Does that mean it's R rated? Not always. Mm. It's weird. It's confusing. Mm. It is confusing. It, it really is. I just don't know you, anymore. You
0: know, we should move into scores. Well, it's not confusing anybody. All uh,
1: right. Yeah. I'm going to go first. Uh, sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right. This was actually a really tough one for me because yeah. there were a lot of, a lot, a lot of ways I could have gone with this and, and I feelings I, I debated over it, and yeah. then you got the feelings and they are no, no damn good feelings just are worthless. Yep. But I decided finally to give my co-MVPs for this episode to Rashida Jones as Ann Perkins mm. and Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer. Mm. So, ultimately here's here's my take on this this episode worked for me as well as it did not because of the plot not because of the story arcs but because of the sheer lunacy of people like ann and andy ron Mm -hmm. craig Mm -hmm. um i knew it wasn't going to be leslie she's continued to annoy me more on that in a minute sure (laughs) and honestly beyond that everybody did a fine job as a matter of fact i'll go even farther than that I thought the comedic bench was very well used here. I, I, I was true. very, very
2: better impressed. than usual. Yep. Yes.
1: But I thought of everybody bringing the ha ha's and I thought, you know what? Ann Perkins probably stretched the most mm. beyond what her typical baseline tends to be. Okay. So that that was kind of my thought process there. And I could have stopped there, but I also wanted to tip my hat to either Ron or Andy in terms of sheer laughs per minute and i ended up giving it to andy i am so 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 glad he's back from london i can never get enough of sweet stupid andy and now we've seen what is perhaps his last and best alter ego johnny karate that's a good call yeah um from a story perspective this was a decent episode like it was it was good but This one made me laugh a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. Like here are some of the highlights for me, Ron wearing the headphones, listening to Willie Nelson while Jerry describes wanting to choke out Kyle perking in his space, Ron holding the iPod. This is an excellent rectangle. I mean, that whole thing was just hilarious. Is the nurse upset? I don't care. <laughs> and just classic Ron, <laughs> right? Andy eating a jagged hunk of the corner of the birthday cake. Andy singing all the silly impromptu songs to the kids. Andy thinking that the number April and Craig are negotiating over is how many thousands of dollars he's going to be paid. And then 150 split that four ways. Boom, 600 I mean, just funny after funny after funny. Jerry pointing, oh, monster in the window! When he <laughs> and comes back, uh, Chris's whole nipple speech. Or he says the word nipple like a hundred times, which is funny enough. But then what really got me is right in the middle of the speech when Chris glances directly into the camera and says, it's from Kernstance, the nipple people. (laughs) He broke the fall for the commercial. Cracked me up. Um, In an attempt to compete with Nolan's sexy dancers, Connie Cabbage started to unbutton her blouse. Cabbage. Come, come and get, come and get it. Because she's like haltingly saying it and going, "Well, this is what I got to do. This is what takes to sell vegetables." It's so sad. Um, At the party, when Craig tells Andy, you know he's not going to back out. You're like, you haven't already lost it? Oh, you don't even know. There's something I find so funny about Billy Eichner because, in one way, his delivery can seem one note, but but Mm. but in another way, it works. It works. And it's
0: far more subtle than it appears on the surface.
1: I suppose that's probably true. Yeah. Um, but there are a lot of people who are relatively speaking one note that I still like. Yeah, I, I thought Chris Farley was funny. He didn't have a lot of range. I mean,
0: Ron's a little on the one note side
1: overall. I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree with that. And like you said, there there's subtlety under the, under the surface, um, small. So some nitpicks. Okay. First <clears throat> the necessary disclaimer, I love Leslie Nope. Okay. I think she's awesome. I think Amy Poehler does such a good job with her. I think Amy Poehler is brilliant. I know that there are fans that have contacted us and specifically said, Leslie Nope is my favorite character on the show. Yep. I can't fault them for that. Disclaimer over. Here we go. For this episode, I don't think that the main problem was the firewall or that Leslie wasn't considering Ben's views is that she was just straight up abusing the power of his office. Mm. Uh, And she didn't seem to understand he's the city manager. She is not. I think we've said this before. Leslie's single mindedness is her best and her worst feature. And, And I think whether she's viewed as a hero or a villain can really depend on if there's someone there to freaking restrain her a little bit. Good point. you know yeah. no that person yeah used to be ron yeah and i that shifted since she married ben which makes sense i think ben maybe is struggling a little bit with mm-hmm. that the role that, of that task yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's
0: fair yeah, we've, like that.
1: and also just because i'm on an anti leslie thing right now so don't don't get me started we've seen how leslie can encourage Pawnee residents to like like, use restraint. Like, don't get all this food from Paunch Burger. Don't, don't right. indulge in the child size sodas from Paunch Burger. But it should be noted, she has been shown to have an unhealthy, even alarming obsession with waffles, <laughs> whipped cream, candy in general. She's never been able to bring herself to even pretend that she likes vegetables. She ran Sue's salad out of she town. She did, yeah. So I was like, what the hell, Leslie? And then one final thought. She didn't like charge shots either. Oh, no, 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 though. no. It then occurred to me. I think, this is a theory, Mm. I think Leslie is coming perilously close to turning into her worst nightmare, Marlene Grigsnope. Oh, my God. Who we found out in season one had acquired the nickname of the Iron Beep of Pawnee. I love Leslie. I want to reiterate this, but she needs to be careful. I'm right there with you, and i got a few things to say about it as well. I bet you do. All right. Crazy Mark Rubric incoming. I'm going to give this sucker a four base score. I thought, honestly, I thought all the stories, the A, B, and C, they were definitely good, maybe shy of great. I didn't really think there was a stinker in the bunch, though. So I I feel justified in that. I'm going to give one point total to my two episode co-MVPs, Rashida Jones as Ann Perkins, Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer, um, great job. I'm going to give another point for good performances across the board by Nick Offerman as Ron Swanson, Billy Eichner as Craig Middlebrooks, and Evan Scott as Ben Wyatt. He, he didn't bring the, the, the crazy manic Ben. But he was still pretty good. He was good. I'm going to give half a point for what I felt was a great use of the comedic bench. I mentioned that before. I'm going to give half a point for what I thought was a nice list of guest stars. Got Owen Burke as Nolan Del Morne. Fun with names, Jesus. Um, Andrew Burlinson is Burley, and Alan Yang is Chang. Mark Rivers is Rivers, of course, and then Judith Drake is Connie Cabbage. Oh my god! <laughs> um, I'm going to give half point. Got some cheater combos. I got. I'm going to give half a point for what I called the Leslie Ben Chase combo because whatever problems I may have had with Leslie, I admit that particular series of scenes made me laugh. I thought that that was pretty funny. I'm going to give half point for what I call the Johnny Karate combo. All of Andy's songs and antics during the kids' parties, I just thought that that was awesome. I loved it. I'm going to give half point for the wine and cheese combo. Ron's headphones, all the griping and taking over, all that was was really, really good. And I felt elevated the Chris Ann story above like, oh, geez, they're going to going back and forth. I thought that gave it a nice yeah. boost. Um, I'm going to give... One more half point for what I call the laughs per minute combo. So many memorable, well-written, funny scenes and deliveries. I mean, just really, I was impressed in this episode specifically. So you add all those points up, you get to nine Little Sebastians. But Mark's score is not over. That's right. Like I've done a few times in the past with both Tom and Leslie, I'm looking at you season four. Leslie's unchecked tendencies have aggravated me so much Mm. that I'm going to start detracting when I deem it appropriate, Uh starting with this episode, Mm. minus half point, for the unbelievable and unforgivable way that Leslie selfishly abused the power of Ben's office while not even getting Ben's buy-in. So Mark's final, final, final score, 8.5 Little Sebastian's. This was a really weird one to score like i came away from it initially i felt really good like 9.5 good i thought about it i realized it had some flaws maybe mechanically whatever so i kind of lowered it to Mm 9.0 thought about it more realized how insufferable leslie was 8.5 so alan that's my review rock that scuba all right, Mark scuba incoming. Well, well you I'm know, pre- Alan. Sorry, before you get started, I, I, I. I Are you done talking? Uh, I, I seem word. to recall. I just, I, I want to help you out. I want oh, to preface okay. sure, this. Please, that, please do. Uh, I, I seem to recall that in some in the past, at some point, you had actually uh, specifically mentioned this episode, farmers' market, mm. in the context of not only had you remembered it from past viewings, yeah. but you remembered it fond, fondly, yeah. like yeah. you expected your scoring to be uh, fairly high. Right. And I just, I, I thought it would, I would be okay. helpful of me to remind you of that and no pressure. <laughs> now, now you go ahead with the, um, yeah. Scuba stuff. Yeah. You can do your thing there. I'm
0: going to rock that now. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Mark. Uh, yeah. That's terrific for So, what's your high? what's your high
1: score that you like this episode <laughs> a lot there?
0: <clears throat> well, Mark, I started at a mm-hmm. nine five and then, no. Um, so here's, hey. here's what I did. Yeah. Here's what I did. Uh, uh-huh. You know how you and I I'm, I'm going to agree with most everything you just said. Um, I think I got there in a different way, though. And I, I would say that, yes, I if I watch this episode out of context and was not and it's no longer possible to do this, by the way, to watch it surely for enjoyment.
1: Yeah. We have become you know the history critics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the one thing like whether you you know, love our show or you just kinda like it, because you know, no one else I kinda feels, of like it. I kinda like it. Yeah. No one else feels any different than either of those two. But I feel like one thing that has happened to us is we have really put on the critical eye.
1: Yeah, we've and, mentioned this before. Yeah.
0: And especially for this show, but it's bled outside this show for me. It yeah. really has. Um, any other television, like and I'm watching another Apple show right now, Invasion. And I both like it and like just want to hit the people who wrote it. Like it's a combination of the two for just like these lines, these dumb lines that they could just do so much better with three right. more seconds or three less seconds sometimes. Anyway, I'll talk about that show on a different podcast. But um, so let's start with the good stuff. So my MVP, my co-MVPs were Billy Eichner and Rashida Jones. Okay.
1: Yeah. I totally see that.
0: It is really hard in this B story not to give Rashida was the B story, right? Yes. Yeah. By both of our standards this week, it's really hard to, to, I think it's impossible to say the B story would have been as successful without Rashida Jones giving the performance. She did. She, she, sold she amped it. it up. She amped it up and sold it. Yep. Like, you know, monster in the windows, only funny if she acts like a monster in the window. Yep. And she was, I, I would like to actually seen a little more monster there to be honest with you. But at the same time, I, I, it was a funny sight gag, and it fit. And in general, I, I thought that was a great, great line for Jerry. Right? I agree. I, it really was. Um, but yeah, I think Rashida just really brought it. And I, I know we both struggled with the Anne Chris relationship for different reasons and at, at different times. And I think just because it's been there now, and we've finally accepted it, you know, through all of its various stages. I no longer think, oh, here's another Ian Chris story. For those reasons, it had been more about, like, the storylines were meh, where I felt like this one was pretty good. Yeah. It was a great use of uh, Chris at his best. You know, uh, that Rob Lowe guy, he did a good job. And Rashida Jones just did a terrific job. Yeah. So, and the two of them together had some nice chemistry. And so I actually liked the B story this week.
1: Yeah, I did Kinda
0: too. i uh, that I felt at least that good about it. I felt like the A story was really good uh, on paper. I'm going to come back to the A story, though. The C story, no notes. Loved it. Like, it's rare for me to see a C story where I didn't feel like it was an also ran or an also did. Like, here I thought it was really good. Like, you know, I, I felt like we needed to see Andy transition somehow. Sweet Stupid Andy can only go on for so long.
1: On paper, I totally thought that this was going to be a throwaway. Yeah. And then I super liked it.
0: Yeah. Again, I'm going to give Billy Eichner quite a bit of the credit for that. Again, you know, we played a lot of Pratt and we, you know, I guess we're fans of Pratt. uh, Sure. Certainly it was talent. I'll say that much. Oh, sure. And I I would say, because he is, and he just, he, and so you kind of take it for granted a little bit, but you know, that he's, he's that good under that sweet, stupid Andy, umbrella right right um but i like the the johnny karate character that's emerging and i think that's going to be interesting and you know for a guy who was a shoe shine guy that you we're going to really have to justify why he's still here in season three well, before
1: that lived in a pit
0: lived in a pit yeah. At first yeah he's come a long way oh yeah so um i like the c story i felt like the weakness of this episode was the a story ultimately and the reason for that was Leslie's character flaws? Mm. It just is. Um, I, I, my first note I wrote on this, for this week was another roller coaster of funny and meh, and and I think that was my initial reaction to the a story. Was like, here we go again. That's kind of where I was before I got annoyed, right? And yeah. at that point, I probably would have given this episode almost a nine five, like it was that funny to me. Like, and I I did remember it fondly, and there was a reason for that, and some of those. we've already said some of the reasons the kids party is just terrific fun. And, um, and I wasn't annoyed by the B story. It's a weird way to say it, but sometimes it's a detractor and here it wasn't. Those were two good, solid storylines. The A story was the one with all the problems. I mean, Leslie's bad behavior has become a trope, Mm -hmm. a bad trope Mm -hmm. because tropes are usually a bad thing. We've kind of made them a fun thing. The way we do our show, right. Things we look forward to things that, ingratiate us in the show and make it feel familiar to us. And the reason we love the show, I bad behavior, though. She's like, I wrote power tripping. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of you said it much more elegantly. She she has taken the mantle of the city manager and and she's like co-city managing and she isn't. Right. It shouldn't be like she has done a bad job of having the firewall. And
1: and not only that, but doing it without Ben's buy-in and then just yeah. acting as though whether jokey or not, you just need to do what I say. Yeah, and It's like, who even are you? As Craig would say.
0: Craig <laughs> would say that yeah. appropriately too. I, I just felt like Leslie should and would be more self-aware at this point. And she might, that might be her inclination. Yeah, And that would be funny because it would be a power, a, a person who's got that much to add and value could want to just take the show and run with it. But she should stop herself before someone else has to. It shouldn't have been Ben in this case. It would have normally been Ron. I thought that was an excellent call out. But Ron's too busy listening to Willie Nelson in this episode. <laughs> but, but I think the reason the bench works so well, that makes me think of that, is the reason the the bench works so well is they've created these little teams. Mm-hmm. And last week they had teams too, but they were different assembles, assemblies of persons. Right. This one made sense to me, you know. Donna, Tom and Ron are kind of the core of the office when Leslie isn't around. So to have them kind of doing the thing together, it's a little ridiculous that Ron's going to go to Anne's house at six at night.
1: Right. But it was funny.
0: Right. He's listening
1: to his rectangle. He's fine.
0: So I'm going to forgive him for that. Yeah. But but overall, um, I think we felt a lot the same way about this episode. I really wanted to give it a nine. Despite all that, I am wound up with an eight
1: point
0: five. I just felt like it was. It's frustrating it, to me.
1: I know you've said this before. It is interesting to me as well how you and I have very, very different approaches to to what we come up with our yeah. our final score. But I mean, the, the ultimate final score is usually pretty close. Pretty close. Yeah. Um, I, I I kept on thinking about season four, like two things for Tom. I got to the point where I got tired of pimping Tom. I got tired yeah, of yeah, selfish sure. Tom, uh, Entertainment three 720 yeah. uh, Tom. Whatever it takes. Tom, uh, whatever yeah. it takes. And then in, in Meet and Greet, where he like spoiled Leslie's like uh, political mm. uh, gathering there just to do a, like an advertisement for Entertainment so selfish, 720. Yes. It was so over the top, incredibly selfish doesn't care who he hurts i think i detracted a whole point yeah. from that episode because i was so angry at tom yeah and like they needed to fix that and then there were even some also in season four or i think you and i both agreed leslie is going over the top manic crazy mm-hmm. to where she has to walk herself back time and time again by how selfish she's being or you know how unreasonable she's being yeah. and they were doing it one too many times, and I started detracting there for Leslie, too. She's getting back into that territory, and it's yeah. it's not good.
0: I, I think there's an opportunity here, and we'll see what happens, of course. You know, Ben gave the great clarifying speech about why he feels the way he does. I think he laid it on the table. I thought he said it well without being super angry about it. Mm-hmm. And I think it gives her the opportunity. You know, it all ended well, right? It always does. What she does with that will be interesting to see. The good news is, Mark, there are no other distractions in her life. Her best friend's not about to leave town. Oh, wait, crap. We'll just have to see what she does.
1: Yeah, we will. Yeah. We will. I I, I feel like the last thing I'll say about this, and I'll let it go, but I, I think that that what you said is very true. But I think the core thing here is is Leslie has some sort of, um, um, I'm looking for the word, um, expectation that that she should just be it's like she's entitled she has an entitlement and 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 let we it, saw
0: that when she came back it, last ben, week
1: ben is city manager and she is entitled to be able to use mm. his office however she wants that doesn't okay, even that is different because that, that doesn't yeah. even come to the point where yeah. they have differing opinions and they're discussing it that 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 short circuits that whole thing and she just goes you have power i am going to use it and yeah. i'm like
0: yeah, and you he's not an emperor. Over the top. Yeah, she's over the top. Yeah, she's miss, she's abusing his power. Yeah, I'm mean, or trying to, right? But it, it, and it's also still a little bit like last week where she came back and expected everything to be the same, like everyone was on pause, <laughs> yeah. like a robot. I used to say that's my daughter. Like, you think we just sit around the house on pause, waiting for your next, yeah, command? we go into sleep
1: mode, yeah, we go into sleep mode. Yeah, that's
0: exactly right. Yeah, so, um. That's not a thing. We don't do that. They well, you do sleep do a lot, but, well, you know, you don't just go into sleep try. mode. Yeah. 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 Uh, right, right. See, I did it right there. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, Mark, we're back next week with another new episode, season six, episode 13, Ann and Chris.
1: Oh, that's good. I was waiting for them to give them an episode.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I would say this week, it's, that's an interesting thing to say, because this week is a stepping stone toward earning that. Hmm. Yeah. Right. It's going to happen regardless because they're going to leave. And spoiler alert: that might be next week. But you know, so so I think it would have been weird to maybe have a couple bad, like un unlikable Anne and Chris storylines, and then have that. This was a ramp toward us missing them maybe as much as Leslie at some point.
1: Yeah, I can see that. If if the if the ones
0: something up with yeah, if the ones
1: preceding them leaving had been weak. Yeah, You'd be like, not Who cares? not memorable. Like, well, yeah. good, good riddance. You didn't add much anyway. But this was freaking funny. So yeah. you know what? We we will miss you guys. We well realize done. that. Well done, writers. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, as always. So, well, hey, thanks for listening to us. Uh, go out and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts if you would please. That really helps us out. And uh, we'll see you next time.
1: All right, bye everyone. Bye everyone. Live from
4: Pawnee is a copyrighted production of the creators. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Original music was created and performed by Aaron Emerson of Emerson Studios. Clips are used under fair use doctrine for the purpose of commentary and parody. Please see our website at livefrompony.com for more details or to contact us.